The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go Beyond Reality. Good evening, good morning, welcome. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm glad you are along with us tonight because we have a returning guest joining us, which is very exciting for me because we haven't had her on for, I think, about two years now, is what Orion was telling me. Uh, Cindy McGill is a master dream interpreter. The last time she was on the program, it was a fascinating discussion about dreams. We'll have that discussion or a similar one again tonight. And then she'll also take your phone calls and tell you what your dreams mean. Uh, you know, if, if you're like me, I don't remember a lot of dreams, but the ones that I do remember are pretty weird or they're, they're meaningful in some way that I can't figure out, which is probably why I remember them. Well, Cindy is a master dream interpreter, and she'll be able to help you with that. And we'll take those phone calls later in the show. Uh, We'll let you know when to call, but the number is 607-282-4497 or toll-free at 844-687-7669. So that'll come up in just a few minutes uh, with Cindy. But uh, looking ahead, what we got coming up on the program, we've got another very interesting discussion tomorrow night, Dr. Peter Langdon Ward. And this is somebody that I... I'd ask Slick Eddie and uh, Orion to get on quickly here because I thought the conversation was very, very timely. He's a geophysicist, and he's going to be talking about an alternative theory to global warming. He um, doesn't agree with many scientists who think it's a greenhouse gas or a CO2 problem. He has another perspective on the whole thing, and I'm anxious to have this discussion. Again, it's Dr. Peter Langdon Ward. That's tomorrow night. Of course, Friday night is a best-of show. Uh, Looking to next week, we've got some great guests, including Greg Clark. He is the author of Ghost Country and Three Days in 63, which discusses the unsolved murder of Francis Bullock and uh, also Appalachian hauntings. And then also next week, Ryan O'Shea, who is an entrepreneur and a futurist, will talk about um, biohacking and the future of humanity. So a lot of great stuff coming up. On Beyond Reality Radio. When you get a minute, swing by Facebook and like our Facebook page, Beyond Reality Radio on Facebook. Also swing by my Facebook page, JV Johnson. Give that a like as well. It'll give you uh, up-to-date information as to who our guests are, what's coming up on the show, how to get more information, maybe their books or whatever they happen happen to have uh, available. That's all uh, posted on a very, very regular basis. And then one more thing, swing by uh, YouTube and look for the YouTube channel. It's JV Johnson on YouTube. And the great thing about the YouTube channel, if you can't find the show on a radio station near you, which that list is growing uh, frequently, um, but the YouTube streaming option gives you a way to watch and listen to the show. Not only the live stream show, but back episodes as well. There's, uh, I don't know, like 300 back episodes on there. And we are actually in the process now uh, from a recommendation from one of our listeners of taking uh, pre-syndication programming. Jason and I were doing shows prior to the full syndication, and there's we had some really great guests there, and we're going to put those shows up on YouTube as well. Although there won't be any video, it'll be stills, but at least uh, they'll be there for listening, uh, and it'll be a great resource for people. Anyway, that's going to do it for the uh, opening stuff and the housekeeping stuff, if you will. I'm going to go to break here, and when we come back, we'll have our guest, Cindy McGill, on the program with us. It's Beyond Reality Radio, and tonight... 
We're talking about dreams. Hey, it's JV here. You know I've asked for your support in the past, and I'm going to do it again because it's really, really important. And there are a couple of ways you can support the show, and it's so inexpensive. Now, you can go to Patreon, and you can become a Patreon supporter, and we really, really encourage that. But there's also another way. If you look at the description of the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a way to support the show directly through the podcast app. And it's only 99 cents a month. It's less than a buck. You probably have that change in your couch right now. That dollar a month, less than a dollar, goes a long way in helping us produce this program, provide great interviews for you during the course of the week. I thank you in advance because the support is so important to the program. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're going to want to jot down the phone number. We will take calls later in the program at 607-282-4497 or toll-free at 844-687-7669. Tonight, it's all about dreams with returning guest, uh, Cindy McGill. Cindy, welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. It's been way too long since you've been here. I know. It's been, I think we said two years. <laughs> yeah, that's what Orion just told me. And it's hard to believe that two years has gone by, but I know it's been a long time and, and, and it's just great to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. And a question We've relocated. I, well, I'm sorry? We've relocated. Oh, you, you have? We moved, yeah, we moved from Utah to Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a move. I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you what you've been up to, but that kind of explains it, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, It was a a big decision, but we decided we wanted to move warmer uh, and thaw out a little bit, you know, from the snow. So I have to ask Uh, you. I've got to ask you, because mm-hmm. I'm in upstate New York, and so I know snow. I know snow pretty darn well. In fact, I have a relationship with snow that I wish I didn't have. <laughs> um, does Utah, I mean, I guess in the elevations you get some snow there, but is it cold there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, four distinct seasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, And winter this year, um, we just moved in the summer, um, early summer. So uh, in the beginning of January this year, we just had so much snow. Um, and I think um, we moved around Mar- uh, May, so uh, they reopened one of the ski resorts because they had so much snow. Oh, wow. They had closed it and then reopened it again. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been thinking this, I've been thinking the same things you have. Um, I've been looking at warmer climates as well. I'm not, I won't be in the West, but I'm looking at like maybe Tennessee, maybe North Carolina, you know, somewhere in there. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the winters just are grueling. Cold is just grueling anymore, isn't it? I know. It's so true. Very true. So we're we're talking about dreams tonight. Of course, Cindy's website is cindymcgill.org, O-R-G, and her book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. So let's start this conversation by talking about dreams specifically. Why do we dream, Cindy? Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, you know, there's any number of reasons why we dream. Um, And uh, I think that we are living in a supernatural world, and we have a very human experience in this world. And so uh, dreams seem to be a communication portal 
that give us insight or information to uh, things that we don't see in our natural eyes, you know, with our natural uh, living during the day. And um, I believe that um, just because we, we go to sleep at night, nothing becomes inactive. You know, your brain is always functioning. You're always, there's a receiver going on in your mind all the time. So um, a lot of people would tell me, you know, we've interpreted thousands of dreams all over the world. And people would say, well, I don't dream. And I said, well, you actually do. But just because you don't remember your dreams doesn't mean you're not dreaming. Um, and so, you know, we have uh, been able to help people reawaken their dreams and get them dreaming again. And my theory is if you value them, if you pay attention and you know that uh, it is something that we are continually uh, experiencing, uh, you'll begin to remember them, you'll begin to um, value them, and you'll start to have messages revealed to you uh, in your in your dream life. So, um, and it's worked. I mean, people that, that start to think, you know, okay, well, I'm going to give this a try, and I'm going to start to value a dreaming aspect of my life, and sure enough, they started dreaming, and they're getting all kinds of information in their dreams. Now, is this information uh, you you mentioned uh, that we're living in a in a supernatural world? I think is the word you mm-hmm. used, and you said that um, these these dreams are uh, messages and a connection to the world that we don't necessarily observe with our five senses during the course of our waking day. Now, does yeah. that does that mean that this this information is coming to us through our subconscious, and it's it's our our senses picking up things in a physical world that we don't realize we're picking up, or is it coming from a more spiritual or, in your word, supernatural place? I think both. I think it comes from both because we, um, you know, we go through life and we have certain experiences in the day, and a lot of times at night we will relive them or we will have. Um, you know, um, we'll, we'll just remember what we've been through or we'll process it out. I kind of call it like flushing the toilet <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. You know, it's like we've just been through so much stuff in a day that in our nighttime it's, it's flushing itself out. But we also, you know, I do believe that we have um, a greater, higher power, and uh, that, that would be, uh, in my opinion, God. And uh, I believe that people receive information from the one who put them together, uh, God. And um, so when those kinds of dreams happen, you cannot shake them off. You can't pretend like they didn't happen. You can't, um, you know, ignore them. There, it seemed to be there that they're sealed or they're seared on the inside of you. And you can remember them just as vivid as you had them during your dream life. You wake up with it. It's talking to you all the time, and uh, there's a message in there. So um, I think it's both because we're very human people. We have very, you know, the five senses. We have things that we understand, but there are some things that we don't understand. There's things that are happening way beyond our ability to put into our mind or think them out, Um, and um, those are the ones that I believe are a lot more important maybe to pay attention to them. You, you, you use the, uh, the comparison of flushing a toilet, which I find very interesting <laughs> because I think the last time we spoke, you um, actually taught me the, that dreaming is a process by which the brain 
kind of cleans itself out, isn't it? It it, it processes some mm-hmm. things, whether whether it's messages or otherwise, but it, it actually takes the time while you are physically sleeping to process things that you just can't either can't do or don't have time to or whatever it is, and then gets rid of the nonsense, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, um, you know, we get overloaded and stimulated and, and uh, we have so many things going through our brain all the time and things we don't even, we're not even conscious of, you know. Um, and so I believe, you know, too, that when you're dreaming, when you're sleeping and you're not fighting, you're just resting. Everything comes into a kind of a dormant place or a place where you're not, you don't, I mean, people would talk about lucid dreaming, and we can talk about that a little bit, but um, I think that when you get into that place where you're just resting, you're literally not fighting, you're not trying to do anything, that's when you can have these flushing dreams, you can have these things where you're just getting rid of all the stuff that's happened throughout the day. So so would you agree that uh, that process, the dreaming process itself, is a bit of a healing of the mind overnight, every night? Yeah, I think it could be very much so. Does it also have a healing effect on the body? Yes, it can. In fact, I know of people who have had uh, dreams where they've been healed supernaturally, and when they wake up in the morning, they are literally healed in their body. And that's that's one of those, what you would call a paranormal event, you know, something that just doesn't make sense, like, how did that happen? But we've run into people. Uh, across our journeys of interpreting dreams, who that has happened to. How long have you been doing this? I mean, at what point did did uh, just the f- dreams become a fascination for you to the point where you decided to learn how to interpret them and then start interpreting them for people? 1994 and 95, I think, was a turning point for me. Um, I started having ridiculously uh, vivid dreams. I mean, they were just... Uh, too uh, specific to ignore, and I wanted to know what they were. I, my husband also was having this. Uh, uh, there were a couple of nights in the period of time during that time when we dreamed the very same dream. Oh wow! So it it was really taking my attention, and I thought we've got to pay attention to this more. And um, and so it it that's when I really began to pay attention and, and wanted to get more understanding. And the thing was that some of them were self-explanatory. So uh, some of the dreams that were just very what you see is what you get kind of thing. And then there were some that had uh, symbolism in there. And I but they were very uh, thought provoking as well because you couldn't you know shake it off. Like I said, you just couldn't forget it. But it had symbols, and it had a, a message that was a little bit perplexing and puzzling, kind of an enigma, and we just didn't know what that was. And so it started my journey um, on learning not just to interpret our own dreams, but we began to encounter people who were having or being really troubled by either a dream that they couldn't forget or they've had it more than one time. So uh, they needed to, they were very um, anxious to get their dream interpreted to uh, understand what is this message that I'm being told and what do I do with it and how does it in, impact my life and, um, you know, what, what what's my next step here? 
So that's really how it started for us. Do you mind if I ask the nature of the dreams that you were having that made you start down this path? Were they were they scary dreams or were they dreams of some kind of message trying to be delivered to you? Yeah, they were messages that were delivered to us. And uh, a lot of times, I think we started out having, um, I started having swimming underwater for long periods of time and being able to breathe without taking a breath. And, um, and my husband was having flying dreams, oh, wow. uh, dreams where he would fly and take off. And then we were both having flying dreams. And um, so that was the one that would, we dreamed the same dream at the same night. And um, so we thought, okay, um, so dr- swimming underwater for me, uh, as I began my search and my journey into dream interpretation, I realized that when you're swimming underwater, you're, you're exploring deep things. You're exploring things under the, it's way below, um, you're not on the surface elements anymore. You're down, you're, you're going deep into some, um, exploring efforts and you're swimming and you're not, it's effortless. Like you're made to do it. You're made to explore deep things. Uh, and there's a lot of activity that goes on below um, if you're swimming in an ocean, if you're a scuba diver or snorkel, anything, you know that there's a whole other world that goes on underneath uh, what you just see on the surface of the ocean. And so uh, I started to think, well, this is a, a spiritual dream for me because I'm beginning to explore some things that aren't easily understood on a surface level. Um and uh, they began to continue, and I really enjoyed having them. Uh, I can remember really thinking, this is fun. Like, I don't even have to take a breath. I don't have to come up for air. I'm able to just do this without any uh, effort at all. And, um, and the same thing began to happen with the flying dreams. Uh, when you're flying, you have a special ability to see, see something from a different level. You're above the uh, chaos, you're above the um, normal frustration of, of or, or just intricate things that go on on a, on a lateral level, and you can see the bigger picture. So you have a better view. We call it like a bird's eye view. Right. Um, and so you can see more if you're above the situation and you're not involved in it. And um, I just think that it has to do with your um, something that that we can begin to tap into. And I notice that when I find people who have flying dreams, uh, they almost always have dreams that they dream something and then it comes to pass. And I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Jason is on a bit of a leave of absence. As he's off filming a new TV show called Ghost Nation that will debut in October of this year on the Travel Channel. Also news out today that Grant Wilson, formerly of Ghost Hunters, uh, will be rebooting the Ghost Hunters title uh, with A&E. And uh, it looks like that show is going to uh, debut in September of this year. We're hoping to get Grant on to talk about that at some point very, very soon. Welcome back to the show. It's Beyond Reality Radio and our guest tonight, Cindy McGill. We're talking about dreams. Her website is cindymcgill.org. Her book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. And Cindy, do we all dream every night, even though we can't remember what they are sometimes, most of the time? In my case, most of the time, I can't remember. (laughs) Yes. Um, Actually, um, you have around um, four dreams every night. Oh, wow. 
and um, even though you don't remember them or whatever. Um, and so uh, people have to just decide that they're going to begin to remember their dreams, realizing that it is something that we all do. And uh, when you're sleeping, you have around 1,400 dreams each year. That means by the time you are uh, 40 or about half of your life, you will have had over 56,000 dreams. Wow. Wow. Um, when we can't remember our dreams, is there something else at play here? Uh, is, is that, is that a def- in any way a, an effort by your body or your subconscious to keep that message from you? Or is it just a matter of uh, learning how to remember them to begin with? I think it's both. I think you, you know, you have to decide that you want to remember your dreams, realizing it's a valid vehicle of communication. Um, the other thing, too, would be medication. If you're taking medication, if you're in a deep, deep sleep, like with Ambien or something that really puts you out, um, you may not have as active or, or remembering um, of your dreams, you know. Uh, you'll, you'll, um, you're just in a real deep sleep, but that doesn't mean you're not dreaming. It just, remember, it just means that you're not remembering or you're not in a state where you can remember your dreams. Um, I tend to think that, you know, if you're, you know, when you have these kinds of dreams that are, that really need to get through and get a message, uh, you'll either have them, uh, one will, <laughs> will speak very loudly to you, or you will have it more than one time. Um, so, you know, I, I look for those kinds of dreams when I'm interpreting for people all over the world on the street, um, at film festivals or, or seminars or whatever I'm doing. You know, I suppose, um, because I don't remember the dreams, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, the ones that I remember tend to be the ones that, um, are somewhat frightful in, in ways. I mean, I guess we'd call them nightmares, but I'll have, I'll have a nightmare and it'll wake me up. And that one I, I tend to remember, um, is, is the nature of the dream have anything to do with whether you're going to remember it or not? Yeah. I mean, uh, if it has some sort of an element of emotion, you're going to remember it more. Um, if you have a fear dream or a dream where you're being chased, or you're running in slow motion, or you have something sitting on your chest and in a dream where you can't scream out. Um, all of those are, are fear-based dreams, you know, that um, we've been, you know, something subconsciously, I think, has been suppressed over the years, or something has been trying to um, keep us from succeeding or obtaining our life's goal. And so um, I, I like to think that if you're having dreams that uh, are a bit fearful, I like to flip them around. I want to see the other side of it. It's kind of like a, a if you were to do photography, there's always a positive and a negative, you know, of a picture. And so I want to see the positive side. What else? Well, then what? why are you being chased? Um, and so my thought, my theory is whatever's chasing you is actually driving you into your future. So even though it may seem fearful and it may be something that you feel is overpowering you or you can't get your breath or whatever, um, it kind of forces you to keep running and move forward into something that will be a breakthrough moment for you. I've had um, a couple of nightmares rather recently. One of them um, was like a home invasion kind of situation, which I can understand why that would be very frightful. 
Um, the other mm-hmm. one wasn't a scary situation at all, but it had the same effect on my body. You know, I, I woke up, my heart was racing. I was, you know, I had that adrenaline. I was anxious. Um, and I was mm-hmm. recalling the dream and it wasn't something scary. How is it that something like that, a non-frightening situation in a dream, could also have the same effect on your body that you would expect from a nightmare? Yeah, it depends on the season of life that you're in right now. Um, and if you've had it, you know, and it, and it causes you to be jolted, um, then usually it, it's something that you're experiencing or that you're, it's an experience that you're having currently right now. And, uh, most often something like that will happen at a, at a time of transition because transition times are uncertain times. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the future is going to look like. Nothing seems predictable and it does have an effect on you and your heart will race and you will gasp and you will wake up and kind of like I'm out of control. I don't know uh, what I'm doing. And sometimes uh, even falling dreams will, will have that same effect. Um, and you'll, people would, yeah, I used to hear years ago, oh, well, if you have a falling dream and in your dream you hit the ground, you'll literally die in real life. Well, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've, yeah. actually, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had that and I'm still here, right? Um <laughs> And so, uh, so usually you'll jump or you'll jolt or you'll kick the bed or something, uh, and it'll wake you up. Um, but it also has, uh, it has to do with, I think, a seasonal time that you're in where it's a transition period most often. When you're interpreting dreams, you mentioned a couple of themes that uh, I think are probably rather common. I know I've had them both, the swimming underwater dreams, the flying dreams, um, and you kind of gave us a bit of an interpretation of those before the break. Are there certain themes throughout everyone's dreams that kind of have the same meaning, or do they vary from person to person depending on the person's circumstances? When you interpret, when I interpret, I start with what I think I understand about that particular dream, um, like teeth falling out. Probably the number one dream. You wouldn't think so, but it's true. I oh, mean, wow. I, and um. So I start with the fact that, um, again, it's in a, a time when you're making big decisions or you have something that you're not sure about and you're losing your teeth and it has to do with swallowing something whole. That means that you need to make sure, go back, retrace, uh, read contracts, uh, make sure that you get all the information so that you're not in danger of swallowing something whole because if you don't have teeth, you can't chew and bite down details. Um, only maybe twice in all the years we've been doing this with all the teeth falling out dreams, has it ever been literal dental work? (laughs) You know, (laughs) almost always it's parabolic. You know, it has to do with some kind of a big decision that someone's making and they're, um, it's, I call it a warning dream, actually pay attention to it and make sure that you're not jumping into something too quickly and you're not, that you're turning over every rock, you're making sure that you have all the information to make a big decision or get into a covenant or a relationship or marriage or whatever it might be. How often for you, after you've given someone an interpretation of a dream, similar to how you just described it to us, has that person gone, conducted their business and come back and said, thank you so much for clarifying that for me because this happened to me and I, you know, I remembered our conversation and I was able to handle it. Yes. It's happened many times, 
the one that I have in my book is about a hairdresser, and he had had a dream. Uh, first, uh, when I first started going to him, he was a young guy, and he was joking and laughing at me for interpreting dreams. He thought it was very foolish, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I had given him my card, and then he had a dream. Uh, and in the dream, he uh, dreamed that all the teeth on the left side of his mouth fell out. He got up out of bed um, in the middle of the dream, started looking on the floor. It was that real to him. He was going to go down to his shop and get my card and call me at 2 in the morning or 3 or whatever it was, which I'm glad he didn't. But um, he was actually um, um, he was a hairdresser, and he was opening another shop in town. And um, I said, this is a warning dream. You're making a big decision. You need to go back over contracts, whatever. He went back with his lawyer over the contract and realized there was a $50,000 loophole Mm. in the contract. It would have cost him $50,000 more. And um, the lawyer was shocked. He was shocked. And uh, he he thanked me (laughs) over and over again. And I said, well, I guess I'm getting my hair done for free now. (laughs) Um, But it was was pretty funny because it did actually... It was something of that um, significant importance um, that would have, you know, he would have really cost him quite a bit of money. Now, in a situation like that, because I'm a very, I'm a big believer that our senses, our physical senses, our eyes, our ears, or, you know, our sense of smell are picking up things all of the time that we don't process. Our brain doesn't process right away, and it's stored in a subconscious part of our mind. Um, so when when your hairdresser has this experience. Did he just happen to pick that up and not realize he picked it up and that's why the dream came to him? Or again, is this some kind of spiritual thing that was coming to him some, some from another source, another energy that was warning him of this problem through the dream? Yeah, I think it was spiritual. I really do. I think that it was a warning dream. Um, and like I've you know said before, I have, uh, you know, I believe the creator was warning him, right. uh, hey, there's there's something going on here, and um, and uh, he, you know, at first people don't always want to receive that, and I think, well, you know, all of us are on this journey, so we all get to discover that ourselves individually, so I don't believe we go around telling everyone how they should think, but I do think that there's things we don't know about, or there's things we don't always understand, um, and but I, I think this one was very, very much a spiritual warning dream um for him from god yeah some people are believers that we actually leave our bodies at least uh, in some spiritual sense while we're dreaming do you believe that sometimes i think you can be transported i think that you can also have um you know you can be transported from one place to another in a dream um again i you know we have we're very spiritual beings having a very temporary human experience. <laughs> so if we look at it like that, um, there's all kinds of spiritual activity that can take place, and we don't quite all understand it because it doesn't go into our brain. And I just think that sometimes, you know, the Creator and the universe are so great and so vast, it's impossible for unto us to understand all of it. Yeah. Uh, we see in part, we're going to see in part, but we're not going to always see the entire picture. Cindy's website is cindymcgill.org, and her book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. Uh, Cindy, when did you write the book? Um, I wrote the book about five years ago, I believe, and um, uh, it was actually under a different name, 
Uh, it was called Night's Corridor, and it was picked up by a publisher, uh, Chosen Books, and we went with that and changed the name to What Your Dreams Are Telling You to make it stand out more, and it was much more easy to understand what it was about. This is kind of a short segment, but uh, the part of the title of the book is Unlocking Solutions While You're Sleep. Does that imply that you can actually effectuate this? Like you can use dreams as a tool to help you uh, solve problems, find solutions to some of life's mysteries? Yes. And I think it's important that you do that while you're dreaming um, and while you're sleeping because you can't fight the answer. Um, and so oftentimes there'll be, there's any number of things you can resolve in a dream. Um, in my book, you know, we talk about how the sewing machine was given to someone in a dream. The theory of chemical structure was given in a dream. Um, I remember carpool karaoke, um, Paul McCartney, his mother came to him in a dream and he was troubled about something and she said, let it be. So the song Let It Be was created in a dream. Um, uh, you know, just different inventions, different things that we've found out over the years. The sinking of the Titanic, there were several people. I think there were 19 documented cases of uh, dreams that predicted the sinking of the Titanic. Um, and I've known of, of people who have been working for companies, and they there was one machine who that just couldn't be fixed. Um, they could, they tried a um, different the manufacturer. They tried everyone to try and get this one machine fixed. And one of the employees had a dream in the dream, saw the screw, the little screw laying down on a metal plate inside of the um, equipment, uh, went in the next day, opened up the machine, found the screw, put the screw in and the machine worked perfectly. And they had not been able to fix it for months. And they'd had every kind of technician come in to see what was the problem. Wow. So, um, you know, these are those dreams where you're scratching your head a little bit and saying, I would have never known that. Do precognitive dreams come from a different place than what we would call our normal dreams? Well, I think I've narrowed it down to four, you know, four places. I, um, you have your spiritual dreams, you have warning dreams, you know, that, that come from, I believe, from God or, or from, you know, just understanding that you, you perceive something isn't right. You have self-revealing dreams, uh, dreams that will tell you about your activities of the day or something going on, you know, uh, that you're insecure about or something that you've been facing or, or troubling, uh, having troubles with, Um and so uh, you've got, you know, these categories of dreams that you feel are revelation-type dreams, you know, things that will give you insight or information that you didn't have on a waking moment. Uh, so um, I believe that, you know, we're, we're, we're receiving information from a lot of places. The self-revealing dream is going to be something that pretty much people would say to me, because I, I'm, I think that dreams come from God, some of them. And they say, well, is every dream from God? And I'm like, no, of course not. But I do believe that God made every dreamer. So, um, you know, there's, there's things that will come up in a person's just normal life. Uh, and I can give them insight or help or help them define 
what obstacle they might be facing and then how to overcome it or how to go around it or how to prevent something from happening or how to navigate that area of life. We've got just about uh, 30 seconds here before we go to break. Walk us through what people can find if they jump on your website. There's a lot of stuff there. Oh, yeah. Well, we take cameras with us where we go, so we go into some very unusual places. We've been to the Burning Man Festival. We go to adult conventions. We go to Sundance Film Festival and different film festivals. We've been to different um, areas on the, you know, just anywhere on the streets. So you can see the film. You can watch the footage. You can watch the encounters and people having their dreams interpreted. Um, And you can also, uh, you know, see some of the, um, read some of the uh, um, testimonies or people that have had things had their dreams interpreted and how that's impacted their lives. Thank you for joining us tonight. We've got a great show underway. Our guest, Cindy McGill, is a master dream interpreter, and we're talking about dreams, and we'll be taking your phone calls. And the lines are open right now, actually, at 607-282-4497 if you'd like to discuss a dream you've had, maybe once, maybe you've had it many times, or you've had a circumstance that has arisen because of a dream you've had, whatever it is, we'll take the call, we'll have the conversation. Again, 607 282 or toll-free at 844-687-7669. The calls are lining up for our guest. Again, Cindy, thank you for being here. It's been a while, and it's such a great pleasure to have you back. I just want to ask you about the process by which you interpret somebody's dream. Do you need any information other than the dream itself when you uh, help somebody interpret a dream? Uh, Yes. Um, I, um, I need, the, of course, the dream all the way through. Uh, just as if they've had it, you know, so they're telling it to me just as if they've had it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I determine the source, I determine the message, and then I determine the action that needs to be taken. Um, so I want to find out where did this dream come from? Um, what is the message that's underlying? What is it that you need to understand? Why are you having it? Why, why are you telling me this dream of all the dreams you could have had? Uh, and told me, why are you telling me this one? And then what is your action or what is your, what is your future, um, you know, forward steps in being able to uh, put application to the dream? So uh, those are things that I look for and I want to know. Right. Are you ready to take some calls? Oh, yeah, let's do. All right, let's do this. Let's go to Larissa in Nebraska. Hey, Larissa, welcome to the program. Hi. You're on with Cindy McGill. Hi, Cindy. Hi. I just kind of wanted to get started. Um, I was listening to what you said, and um, I kind of don't know where to start, really. Um, This dream that I want to tell you about is one that's been happening ever since I was, like, 10, 11. And um, it's a very traumatic one for me because... Throughout the years, I've been having it, like, regularly, and then in 2012, the dream came true. Um, I ended up seeing my dad in this dream, and he was shot, and I couldn't ever see where he was shot or by who. I just know I would be walking down the stairs and turning around the corner, and I... I 
could still tell you the whole entire situation of the house and where we were at. And it's never been a place that we've ever lived at together. I've never lived with my father. Um, I don't know why since he has passed away, I am still having these dreams, the same dreams rather. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you're, are you still continuing to have it now? Yes. Okay. But now um, I am able to see the actual situation. You know, my dad had committed suicide and he had shot himself in the head. And um, now that's what I see in the dreams. And I think a lot of that might be because I know the facts. And so it uh-huh. can be interpreted into it that way. But I just find all the tiny things like him watching a particular movie, that movie happened to be on when the cops came in to his house. Um, he had a certain book that he always read. That book was right mm-hmm. next to him. Um, in mm-hmm. my dream, it was actually open. Okay. Uh, just like little things like that just mm-hmm. always seem to be in the same place. Yeah. Yeah, there's a the couple things going on that I, I think are, are happening for you. One is that you have, a again, a, a gift. You have something where you're able to understand things future. You know things before they happen. Um, you probably have deja vus and different things like that. And, again, I want to say I'm sorry to hear the story of your father. I know that that's extremely painful, and I'm sure it's hard to talk about. Um, also, uh, I believe it's part of a grieving process for you. Um, but I also think that this is something that probably uh, this gift of being able to know things or to see things or to understand or perceive future events is probably generational. It probably came from your dad, probably a gift that was resident on the inside of, of uh, maybe from your father's side. And that may be why you're still having the dream. Um, and also because you're, you're processing it, you're going through it, you're, you're, you're coming to terms with the reality of what actually happened. So it's twofold. You have a gift where you're able to know things before they happen, and you're mm-hmm. also uh, in a grieving or a time where you're, you're coming to terms with um, the actual event that took place surrounding your father. Yeah. Thanks, and I do have a lot of deja vus. And I've, I've had three reoccurring dreams ever since I was a child. And so far, two of them have played out. Um, I do have, like, a lot of dreams. Like, I can see things that happen, like, the next day it ends up happening. You know, my mom got into a little... Um, car accident. I ended up dreaming that like three days before and she didn't call me until she was in the hospital and, and I was able to confirm, you know, that maybe I do have something going on with that. I've tried to zone in a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, maybe there'll be some opportunities in your dream life where you can take preventative action when you know or you have a dream like that or it's being reoccurring uh, or you know that that's that kind of a dream where it is going to happen or you've you've got a history now with some of your dreams um, and so you can begin to take 
affirmative action. You can begin to um, maybe warn a person or, or let them know, I've had this dream. Um, it has to do, you know, with a, a, a little bit of a, you know, a, a car accident or something like that. And, um, and maybe give them some heads up, like be careful or take a different route or, um, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I hear, I actually hear that a lot. Yeah, Larissa, thank you so much for the phone call. Um, and uh, good luck with that. It's, it sounds like there's a lot, a lot you have to deal with there. Let's go to Victoria in Wisconsin. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. You're on with Cindy McGill. Hi, Cindy. Hi. So um, I was just calling to talk about a couple of dreams quick here, um, reoccurring. One would be more long-term that I've had for many, many years, which is recurring tornado dreams. Mm-hmm. I have constantly had tornado dreams where I've never actually been hurt in them, but I've I've always had um, tornadoes. If I feel like it's like a warning to something going to be happening in my life ahead. And then also, okay. most recently, in the last couple of years, probably at least, I've had a lot of recurring dreams. Tornadoes gotten less, and now it's more. I've had these dreams about wild animals like lions, tigers, um, just just certain, mostly lions and tigers, to be honest, but other animals as well um, that are roaming my town or wherever I am in the dream. And a lot of the times they end up turning, they shapeshift into people. Okay. Uh, So I'm just wondering what those might be telling me, because I haven't been able to completely figure that out. Yeah. Um, When you have tornado dreams or you have dreams of twisters, it usually, you know, has to do with something that is... um, circulating. In other words, there's a lot of circumstances, there's a lot of uh, change, and a lot of uh, new things uh, being rearranged, okay, around you. Um, They're not always destructive. It just has to do oftentimes with um, that there's just a lot of activity, a lot of things being changed, a lot of new things happening. When you have dreams about animals, you said lions and tigers, is that what it was? Primarily it's tigers. Tigers, and they're shape-shifting into people, right? Right. It, it, it has to do usually with something that you carry is very important. Otherwise, they wouldn't be stalking you at all. And the fact that they're shape-shifting um, tells me that they have uh, many different faces or they have different identities or uh, they're, they're coming in different ways. But but what it tells me mostly is that you carry something. There's something really uh, valuable on the inside of you um, that you that they're coming, they're they're looking at, or they're trying to get a hold of, or they're trying to, um, you know, take part of, or or maybe scare you or something from advancing. So I'm going to say um, you be bold. I want you to be bold. I want you to understand that things are going to change all around you all the time, but mm-hmm. you, you, you're going to gain confidence, you're going to gain strength, and you're going to be able to know your identity and know what you're meant to do, and you're going to move boldly forward uh, into your uh, destiny and your calling. So um, otherwise, why would they be coming around you at all? And why would they be right. shape-shifting you know, it's because you carry something very, very valuable on the inside of you. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that interpretation. You're welcome. Th- yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thank you for the call, Victoria. Let's try to squeeze one more in here before we go to our break. And a reminder, our phone number is 607-282-4497 if you'd like to call and be part of this discussion. This is Jasmine in Boston. Hey, Jasmine, welcome to the show. Hi, JV. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Um, I basically have two questions. Um, They're kind of dream theme related. Um, I've okay. had several dreams with celebrities in them, but the one that I seem to recall the most is Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 sitting next to me in a Ferris wheel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty well, specific. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a, a pretty good dream. Um, Ferris wheels. Um, first off, you have to decide what does that celebrity have in common with you? What is it that, why is it that celebrity and not another one? And then the other thing is Ferris wheels are a carnival ride. So it has to do with something that is um, um, a fun experience. It's not something scary. It's just something that gives you um, a fresh approach or or something that is um, a fun ride. Okay. So it's not like a thriller. It's not something that's going to uh, take you down or freak you out. And, um, and so I would say examine, um, you know, the, the celebrity a little bit more, whether, uh, in character or whether personally and find out what similarities, why this person, why, why was he, um, you know, involved in this dream and then what kind of fun or what kind of experience, um, am I going to have, um, that are similar to, you know, to him. Um, and I, I love any kind of, uh, dreams that have to do with carnival rides and things like that, because it is a fun experience. It is not something that's going to trip you out or, uh, you know, threaten you in any way. So, <laughs> yeah. Funny. I was thinking more, more abstractly, like more like in cyclical terms, but, I never stopped to think of, you know, if it, you know, if it's, if you smell smoke, then there's a fire, not something else. Um, but I never stopped to think of fun because fun is like one of the few things I actually have in my life. Um, <laughs> and the other question was directions. I've read a lot of books on dream interpretation and it's like, let's say, you know, you're actively like, um, in a dream and you're like walking through a house and you make a left and you make a right. Do directions have any meaning? Yeah. Yeah. They definitely take you down different paths depending on which direction you're going. And if you're in hallways, that gives you opportunities or open doors, multiple open doors. So you have to decide which one are you going to go in? So, yes, left and right can be um, things that you're meant to do and things that you have a special ability to grab for. So you want to be able to um, decide which, which direction do you want to go. Um, it's it's kind of like the red or the blue pill. You know, which one am I going to take? Um, because you'll have a different experience based on your direction. And we're going to try to squeeze another phone call in here. And, Cindy, if you don't have time to answer this completely, we'll pick it up on the other side of the next break. Let's go to Kristen in Seattle, Washington. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. You're on with Cindy. 
Hi, Cindy. I just had a question about dying in your dream. I want to know what it means when you die in your dream. <laughs> when you die in the dream? It just means yes. you're getting ready to live to something else. Anytime there's death of something, there's life on the other side of it. So it just means it's something that you've been, you know, functioning in, operating in, some sort, something in your life, some season in your life, or um, is getting ready to die. And but you're going to live to something else. So it's a new birth. Kristen, have you it has had to do with something new? Yeah, Kristen, have you had dreams where you? Is it common for you to die in your dreams? All the time. Really. <laughs> yeah, and I just figured so I watched too many horror movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it could. That could be it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be. But oftentimes, you know, I think if you're if you're consistently dying in your dream, um, I think you're a risk taker. I think it ha- it, sh- it tells me something about you. You love new stuff. You're not afraid of things. You like new beginnings. You like new adventures. You're, um, you know, you're someone that. Um, you know, you you move on quickly. I'll put it that way. Um, would that be true about you and your character? Probably, yeah. I'm kind of a tornado. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for the phone call from Seattle. We've got to go to break again. And tomorrow night, Dr. Peter Langdon Ward will be with us. He's a geophysicist. We'll be talking about his theory about global warming. And it kind of differs from uh, others who believe global warming is is caused by uh, CO2 emissions or greenhouse gases. He has a different take on it. And that's tomorrow night's program. Friday, of course, is a best of. Tonight we're talking with Cindy McGill, Master Dream Interpreter. Cindy's website is her name, cindymcgill.org, O-R-G. And her book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. Cindy, I know that you also offer like private dream interpretation. How can somebody take advantage of that service that you offer? Yeah, it's actually on my website. Um, They can submit a dream. And uh, I just have a small charge just to help. I, I mean, if I... I have to charge a little bit because I get so many dreams. Um, I would end up spending all day and all night interpreting the dreams that I get. So um, it just helps us with expenses um, and different things. And also I can get to it quickly. Um, so it's on there. You can look at it and and I have your dream done personally and in, interpreted personally and also I usually get personal information or or future forecasts, I call them, for the people who give me dreams. So I try and add that in with the interpretation as well. We talked about dreams being able to help us solve some of the problems in our lives. Can they also alert us to some of the problems in our lives? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's any number of uh, revelation, uh, self-revealing type things that can come out when we're sleeping, again, you know, when we're dreaming and we're, we're resting, we're not fighting. So we're not trying to use our human reasoning in order to make something make sense. And so oftentimes it'll come out in your dream life. And uh, it's a self-awareness. It can be um, like a light goes on and we're going, oh, my goodness, I had no idea that I, you know, I had this or ability or, or I'm awakened to something and I think in, in life, um, personally, I think that there's certain ages that we live, you know, when we get to certain ages, certain things are awakened in us uh, that possibly weren't awakened when we were younger. Um, and so those kinds of things can also be 
alerted or alert us in our dream life that we're awakening to something. We're coming alive in an area that we didn't perceive or know about. What about um, maybe a health issue? Can can your body through a dream warn you of um, something going on that you might not recognize otherwise? Yes, absolutely. And if you do have a dream where you, um, you know, have a, 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 I guess we'd call it an alert. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. call it a health alert or sure. life alert. <laughs> right. Um, go, go to the doctor. Go get it checked out. See if it's, it's right. Because um, I think on, over the years, um, I mean, I, I'm guilty of this as well. Until I started really paying attention and investing uh, in the the vehicle of communication with dreams, um, I was ignorant. I just didn't think they had a lot of meaning. I didn't really pay much attention to them. And uh, so, if you if you're having dreams about any kind of these issues, you know, life alert, uh, warning, prophetic warning dreams, or any of that, make sure that you pay attention and take action. Um, it can really um, it, it can surprise you, but it can also save you in some cases. Yeah. Have you ever uh, had a, a situation where you've been interpreting someone's dream and it's alarmed you and you've said, hey, you really need to to go get this checked out? Whether yeah. it, Have you? Has that happened? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have actually had that happen. Yeah, where they've uh, just in the telling of the dream, we've we've also realized uh, there's some urgent matter here that needs to be addressed uh, and don't don't wait on it um, and make sure that you you know you get yourself um, into a, a place where you can uh, you know be examined or, or, or take action yes so yes we've had those kinds of dreams you, and I'm sorry go ahead finish oh I was <laughs> I, it's like an alarm goes off <laughs> yeah on the inside of me because I'm just I'm, I'm focusing on what they're telling me, and then all of a sudden I get this like, ah, like a warning sign inside of me. So then I tell them what I'm feeling and, um, and give them that advice. You mentioned in your own personal experience that uh, you and your husband um, had the same dream, uh, at least on one occasion, uh, one night, if, if not more than once. Um, when first, I was going to ask you if it's possible for people to share a dream. I think you've already answered that question. Um, when people do share a dream, let's let's assume they share a dream, but they're in very, very different locations, not in the same house. How does that work, and what is there a special significance to that? I think there is. Um, I think that, um, you know, I can, I'll just use a biblical reference, okay? Sure. Um, just because... Um, and if you if you think of the the birth of Jesus, okay, um, there was a three. There were wise men that were also seeking to find the child, right? And um, and so basically, the wise men. It says in um, <laughs> I don't want to get too spiritual here, but I, I'm just going to take it from um, what I know. But anyway, the wise men they actually had a dream. It says they being alerted in the dream, they being awakened and alerted in the dream, knew to go a different way, not to return back to Herod. So that tells me that there was more than one wise man, uh, that they all had the same dream. Uh, One wise man didn't get up and tell the others. They all had the same dream. It says they being alerted, being alarmed, being uh, awakened in the dream to go a different direction, 
took action in what they were, what they had just dreamed. Um, and so when you have dreams like that, and we're finding that this is happening all over, um, where people are having, say, we go to London and we hear uh, dreams about um, a warning of, of a sort, you know, of a specific uh, area. Um, for a while, I was receiving dreams uh, through the email, and they were all about New York. And these are people that were from different places all over the world, uh, from London, from California, from uh, Canada. And within probably a week's time, I had, like, in my inbox, probably about six dreams about the city of New York. And they were very uh, parallel in their description. And it had to do with some fire, some uh, rubble, things that were – and this is uh, after 9-11, so uh, it had nothing to do with with the 9-11 attacks. It just had to do with the city of New York. And um, this is probably, I'm going to say, around four, four, maybe five years ago. And within a two-week period, I received uh, dreams about New York from all these different places, and they were unrelated. Hmm. So uh, to me, they have significance. That, that tells me that there's some sort of, of activity or something is alerting people in their dreams about that specific geographical location. Yeah. And it made me take notice. We've had had a question in our chat room um, about visitations from deceased relatives. A, mm-hmm. a does that happen? B, um, I mean, obviously, if if a deceased loved one is visiting us in our dreams, that's not necessarily something that we've initiated. I would think it would it would be coming from somewhere else. Yeah, and I also think that it it's whatever they. Um, whatever they carried while they were on the earth or what they instructed us. Um, I know that I had a dream. My dad uh, was an extremely great provider. He, that was his love language was gift giving and being able to provide and and do things, acts of service. And uh, he came to me in a dream and asked me at the time I was in need of a car. And he said to me, what kind of car do you want? And I thought, Oh, that's just like you, you know, to to ask me uh, to be thinking about a car. At that time, I didn't know I needed another car. I didn't know mine was going to die. Uh, so he, I got the message of uh, what kind of car do you want? So it got me thinking about, oh, and I probably need to be looking into uh, getting, uh, doing some research on cars, you know. Um, and I think that for me, it was what he carried, who he was. When I knew him, when he was on the earth with me, and how he cared for me, and it was my memory of him um, and his advice to me that I could always depend on. Um, I'm not going to say for sure that he came to me as a deceased relative in my dream. It was more of what I understood him to be when he was here. Um, And I think that um, that brings me uh, more comfort. You know, I... Um, yeah. and it, it just made sense to me. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Since we've determined that dreaming can help us solve some of the problems in our lives or some of the things that we need to sort through, um, is there a way that we can effectuate that? Can we, um, go to bed at night with a problem in mind specifically and look for an answer that way? Yes, possibly. 
I wouldn't rule it out. I would say that, yeah, um, and it depends on, mm, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent guaranteed that you're going to get a solution, but right. you can. And those are the ones that we wrote about in the book. Um, and so we wanted to give that possibility out. Like you can discover some helpful information about a situation, about your health, about, um, you know, a problem at work or whatever. Um, and while you're again at rest, uh, peace, is the seedbed of revelation. So when you are resting, when you're not fighting, when you're taking your time where your everything is dialed down, that's when you're going to get the clearest message because you're not trying to sort it out in your mind. Um, and I think that people get a lot of information in their dreams. I know that parents have learned how to parent their children through dreams, um, you know, kids don't come with a handbook. Right. And so sometimes um, parents are just baffled. They're just bewildered. They don't know what to do. They don't know how this child functions or whatever. And I've known and heard of uh, parents who have gotten information on the way that child is wired and how they function um, through a dream. And... Um, and I can give you a personal example. My youngest daughter, she's very abstract. She's real creative-minded. And when she was little, um, she she just would, she's very quiet. She was very introverted. Um, and my husband uh, couldn't find the keys. He couldn't find the car keys, house keys, any kind of keys. And we went for three days trying to figure out where on earth did you put keys to the car and all these things. And... Um, I had a dream, and in the dream, uh, I got a message, and the message was, think like your daughter does. <laughs> and I thought, how weird is that? And I got up, and I began to think, well, what was she doing, you know, my little one? Um, and I thought, oh, she was playing house. And I went into her closet because of this dream. I went into her closet and looked in a purse, a little one of her little play purses, and there were the keys. <laughs> So uh, that helped me to parent my own child, you know, like, oh, my goodness, um, I had no idea that she would take the car keys and put them in her play purse, you know, but she'd see me do that. So she, right. she, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have recommendations for people if they want to learn how to get better at remembering dreams? Are there things they can do? Yeah. Uh, again, uh, it's a value system. So if they, you know, if you begin to, to awaken yourself to the possibility and the probability that dreams have messages and you, you want to focus on that, you'll make room for it and you'll begin to, um, to have more dreams. They're going to be more vivid. They're going to make more sense and have understanding and you're going to remember them more. And so um, I think it has to do with your focus what you focus on, what you want to see, how you want to determine that you would, you would like to receive information through your dream life. Um, and uh, you'll have more. You'll have more dreams. And some dreams, you know, are um, there. You have to do some searching. You have to do some looking. Um, 
And it was kind of interesting because I know Jasmine, we were talking about a Matchbox 20 um, uh, singer, and I think she said Rob Thomas, right? Yes, that's right. And I looked, I just did a little quick search in the break, and I saw that he wrote a book called Lonely No, or a song called Lonely No More. And so she had a dream where she's in a Ferris wheel with him. And so to me now, it has a different message. It's, you'll be lonely no more. Right. <laughs> it's like, so you have to do a little bit of searching. And, um, and I thought, that's interesting. I didn't know anything really about him. And then I just kind of quickly looked it up, and, and I thought, oh, that makes sense. You're on a Ferris wheel. It's kind of more of a, a deeper message to the dream. So some of them, I think they're layered. I think dreams are layered. They might mean something to you right now. In in two years, the same dream will have another meaning or it'll have a deeper meaning. Our life has played out, and now you can go back and re- revisit the dream that you wrote down. Uh, again, writing dreams down is an, another good way to be able to activate your dream life is write them down, date them. Um, and in my book, I actually have a dream journal. Uh, so that you can journal your dreams down and date them. Um, and then go back and live your life and see what has transpired between the time you had this dream and the time you had the next dream, and how is that affecting you? How is your life being piloted by some of the the dreams that you're receiving? We have uh, um, about a minute left here. Two quick questions. One is, what do you want people to walk away with if when they read your book? And then the follow-up to that would be just where can people get the book? The, um, the book can be on my, you know, you can get it on my website, uh, cindymcgill.org. You can also get it on Amazon. I think it's also on Barnes & Noble. Um, and what I want you to walk away with is I want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that, that there is a whole life, regardless of what situation, what kind of life, people have lived or they've walked through, there's always a lining, there's always a silver lining to um, a better life or to a a life that gives you encouragement, it gives you strength, it gives you identity, it it helps define you, it helps uh, give you value as a person. Um, And dreams are so very intricately connected to who we are. Um, And I just want you to walk away feeling like You've got fresh air in your lungs, and you're able to um, take on really any circumstance that maybe you're living through and, um, and get on the other side of it and have a positive outcome. Cindy, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. It's been too long. We'll try not to make it that long again. Yeah, let's make it sooner next time. Take care. (laughs) I know. You noticed that I did not bring up my dreams again because uh, last time I was quite embarrassed by the revelation that they were something I probably shouldn't have been talking about on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) It happens to to every guy. (laughs) I guess it does. Um, Tornadoes, volcanoes, whatever it happens to be, it's all the same thing, right? Um, Again, thank you to Cindy McGill for joining us. Check out her website, cindymcgill.org. And uh, her book is uh, is also very, very interesting, and you should uh, take a look at that. It's called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. 
Um, tomorrow night, we'll be talking about global warming with Dr. Peter Langdon Ward. It's Beyond Reality Radio. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and J.V. Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Intercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.taps. For J.V. Johnson, follow at JVJParanormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at SlickEddieEdwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.